Welcome to the number one podcast covering Michigan State basketball. The Final Four is not in the schedule. Join Rod and me, Eric, as we dive deep into the Spartans to get you prepared for every game. Subscribe today for in-depth recruiting updates and fantastic interviews with today's important college basketball personalities like Robbie Hummel. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I have listened to your guys' podcasts numerous times on drives throughout any Midwestern Big Ten city, so I, I am big fans of your guys' work. Jay Billis. And next time, hey, if anybody in Michigan wants a December tea time, call me. You wimps won't show up, but I'll I'll be there. I'll be there and play in the cold. And Izzo will be in front of the fire with hot chocolate. Coaches Thomas Kelly. Oh, no problem. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be back. Mike Garland. You just can't sit there and trade twos for threes. You can't do it. You're gonna lose. Coming down the stretch, you're gonna lose. And more. You won't find better coverage of Spartan Hoops than you will get here. For both the casual and hardcore fan, come along as we take you for a green and white ride. Hey everybody, it's Eric alongside Rod here to talk about MSU's disappointing Big Ten opener against the Wisconsin Badgers, losing 70-57 in a script that's becoming a little too familiar with this team in the early season. I was not able to attend tonight's game because of our benefit concert. The evening performance was truly breathtaking, however, Michigan State's performance was anything but. I'm actually not too upset that I wasn't able to go to the game. Uh, before we talk to the game, I just want to add that watching the game at Peacock was super annoying. Usually I can fast forward through the recording, catch up, but the app forces you to watch all the ads, which was a lot. And I mean, I did watch, I think, three segments of ads before I even got to the game because of all this analysis they had. Anyway, uh, let's discuss the game. I'll just begin by mentioning the obvious. <laughs> Another really slow, uninspired start, giving up easy looks to Kroll, and then stagnant offense in the half court. And I mean, virtually every aspect of the keys to the game, game were fails. But, well, I, you know, just go through, your, I guess, your general impression, Rod. Rather than focusing too terribly much on the minutia of this game which you know we can we can go over to some degree but um what what's troubling to me is the uh, we're, we're this deep in we're now eight games into the yes. season for Michigan State yeah and you have a veteran team that has been through it they've seen hard times they've had great wins they've all all those guys have been part of all this stuff the learning is supposed to have happened yep that's why there was so much optimism around this group coming into the season is you look at the way last year ended almost everybody back and and you just thought okay they've this group is finally ready to have its moment and they are so far from being a good team right now that it's it's not even worth i mean did they're just not they're just not a good team yeah. and and the but the biggest indictment to me is that you have a veteran group that has gone out there repeatedly this season and allowed the fight to be taken to them and that, make no mistake, that's what happened tonight. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin came into that building and punked them. They did it on the boards, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, I think they did it defensively. I think the 50-50 balls all seemed to go their way. I mean, look, I, they're... they're there were periods where Michigan State did some good things, 
and I'll I'll have one particular critique for the coaching staff in the second half that I think put ultimately put the game away for Wisconsin. Um, but all that aside, this primarily more than anything else, this was about one team coming in and playing a lot harder, a lot smarter, and a lot tougher. Now you could talk about the shooting, and yes, they had an edge there. You know, there were some things that they did, but really, it comes down to that. And my concern is, we're this deep into the season, and we're still talking about this. Yeah. We're still talking about bad starts, where the, the opening tip goes up, and Michigan State looks like it's playing in quicksand. Yeah. And it happens over and over and over. I have no idea why this team is playing as slowly as they are. This runs counter to everything I thought they were going to do. Yep. Everything Izzo talked about. They are playing very slowly. It does not benefit them to play this slowly with this group of players. I can tell you that much. Um. But the biggest thing to me, as I say, is the the inability to respond when an opponent comes out and starts shoving it down your throat. That that is as that's more disturbing to me than a hundred missed threes. It's mm-hmm. that because that that's the thing that you just count on with Michigan State basketball, and we are not seeing it. And if we're not seeing it by now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to change. Yeah, that's the that's the really disappointing part. I look at this and I just, I don't know. I don't I don't see that guy. I don't see that. I you know, I I think there are guys. I think Jeremy Fierce can be a leader, but he isn't going to be a leader not this as a year. Freshman, no, not this team. No, um, you know he's not magic. <laughs> no. Uh, pretty rare that you have a freshman come in and be the kind of leader a team like this needs. And the veterans right now, I mean, come on. Come yeah. on. This is, what What, what in the world has happened to Jaden Akins? I, that's the hardest one for me to explain. I don't know. Yeah. I, he, he's, he's barely existing. You know, AJ... You know, he did some good things in that run in the mm-hmm. second yep. half. But then again, you could almost say the worst thing in the world for him is that he hit a couple jump shots. <laughs> right. Because then he falls in love with it, and that's not his game. Robbie Hummel kept calling it out. He was absolutely right. You know, A.J. Hogard once again, did just enough good things to get you beat. In other words, mm-hmm. because he, the good things led to him making poor decisions later um, when it mattered. And it wasn't all on him tonight. There was a lot of yeah, responsibility sure. to be had. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know where they go. It's it's um, the only positive, the only one that I could see right now is it's still early December. Yeah. Right. And so there's there's theoretically... There is time 
for this coaching staff to figure it out and reach these guys, but I'm not encouraged. This is They had six days to prepare for this game, and they come out with an effort like that. It's embarrassing. It should be embarrassing. By Michigan State standards, that was an embarrassing performance. Yeah, no, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, we were, what, a quarter of the way through the season. We were eight games in, what, probably 32 or so games in the season before the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. So you got to be close to that. And, yeah, you at some point you are what you are. Uh, as you mentioned, there's still time yeah. to, to get things fixed out, fixed. But, boy, in some ways you're like, can you, if you're a veteran club, can you really change that much from what you are? And and this is, I guess, the thing that, you know, I we probably discounted a little bit coming back from last year is that this team largely the same team as last year. And this is kind of what they were last year, that they were up and down. They would look good for a while. Uh, you know, I mean, they... I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with that in this okay. sense. Last year's team, I think a lot of the inconsistency was due to health. Okay, sure. They looked very good early on when they were healthy. And then the injury started hitting, and it took them a long time to come out of that. So there's been clear, I mean, the worst they looked last season was not like this. Yeah, that's true. You got, you got to go back right now, the way they played the first eight games, you got to go back to the COVID year to find them playing this poorly. And you know what? Here's the problem. The problem is the big 10 is unlikely to be loaded with as many top 10 teams as it was that year. So you don't have the opportunities for, I don't think you can go 10 and 10, just making sure that you win the right three or four games right, right, right. And, and earn a bid. I mean, I know it's early, but seriously, this this team, and I never say this stuff, but they don't look like a tournament team right now. To me, they don't look like a team that'll be on the plus side of 500 in the league right now. Yeah, no, I agree. That was an uncompetitive effort, bottom line. And unless, look, if they came out and just played with their their hair on fire and kept throwing up bricks from three and lose the game, fine. I think you can live with that. But that's not what's going on. They're not doing enough of the skill stuff well, but they're also getting punked on the effort stuff. And that's the troubling part. So I, and I don't have any idea how to explain it. I really don't, because as I say, I don't think this is what they were last year. This is far worse than what they were last year. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words, obviously, because, well, let's, I guess, let's talk about, We'll just kind of move through our, I guess, our usual post game. Maybe we'll come across more more nuggets here. But uh, we'll begin with the brothers Jesse Gutters. The player they need that Michigan State needs to keep at the gutter was Tyler Wall, and uh, you know, I guess statistically, only eight points, eight rebounds though, uh, two assists, two turnovers, a block shot. He played. He was two for two in the line, yeah, three seven but... floor. But he he was he made a, enough little plays at times that that kept a Wisconsin game. But I mean, obviously Kroll and store just destroyed, uh, destroyed Michigan state. So I don't know. Yeah. But man, at winning time, yeah, uh, he'd hit the shot. They when he needed didn't it. handle him. Yeah. At all. He killed them. They didn't, they didn't deal with him at all. They, you know, the first half he got taken out due to foul trouble. So he just didn't yeah. play. 
Um, that's why his numbers are where they are. If he'd played normal minutes, he would have put up big numbers. Trust yeah. me. You could see it. Um, and I don't look, I, I'm, I'm giving Malik a half pass on this one because, um, we can assume that he's not fully him feeling himself. Uh, <laughs> so that was always going to be a problem, but down the stretch, man, they didn't have an answer. Tyler Wall just, just killed them on the glass. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I feel for Cohen Carr. Cohen Carr is trying to guard him, and th that's just not going to go well. He's not ready to guard somebody like Tyler Wall. So they really needed Malik. They didn't fully have him in this one, and Wall took advantage when the game was there to be won or lost. Yeah, so uh, again, a reminder, if you need gutter work, the Brothers at Just Two Gutters are a great option. They can take care of your residential or commercial properties. They do fantastic work cleaning them out so you don't have to worry about all those leaves or all the junk in your gutter. Uh, also, they can repair them, replace them, whatever you need done at any sort of weather for the most part. Uh, they will get the job done and they do a great job and are very affordable as well. So you can check out their uh, contact information in the podcast player below or you can go to the website. The episode, you should be able to find it there. That's on the west side of the state with Kurt and his team in the Grand Rapids metro area and then the metro Detroit area with Greg and his team. Uh, so I guess we can talk about the, let's just go through the keys of the game, I suppose. Uh, brought to you by Nudge Printing. Nudge Printing, we get great collegiate apparel, Michigan State apparel, 20% off if you order and still can get your stuff in for Christmas if you want. And it's, again, great stuff. They just dropped some new new product lines. And so check them out at Nudge Printing. Uh, it's Final Four is the coupon code at checkout for 20% off. And uh, you won't regret it. Great print, screen printing, sprinted, excuse me, screen printed materials uh, and hoodies and t-shirts and everything uh so speaking of the five keys of the game boards i mean i don't think this could have gotten any worse offensive rebounding wisconsin 39 percent offensive rebounding rate michigan straight state a paltry 18 yeah. percent uh they're out rebounded 36 to 22 at home i mean just got i mean destroyed is probably not even the right word in some ways and, and it and a, a lot of it came late yeah when the game was still there to be won and lost wisconsin just multiple scoring chance after multiple scoring chance um you know they held crawl to just one yeah. but wall had three in only 22 minutes chucky hepburn gets too late that's that's the stuff that seriously tom mezzo should have that on a loop <laughs> the two offensive rebounds that chucky hepburn got because they both happened they weren't they weren't if i remember correctly definitely one and i think both they weren't, you know, three-point shots that kicked out long, and he gets them. He was under the rim. It should never happen. Should never, ever happen. He should have it on loop, and those guys should be embarrassed that they let that happen to them. Um, just disgra disgraceful. Just disgraceful effort. Disgraceful effort. That just speaks to your effort point. And then, you know, Chuck Hepburn, wow, I mean, what a game. I mean, only five points, but he eight assists and one turnover. <laughs> he was... He was really good at his point guard. Uh, second is Malik. I think we kind of saw. He definitely was a less than Malik. Um, not exactly yeah, an injured guy, he but wasn't. he definitely didn't seem quite. I don't know. You know, energy level. It's hard to know, right? It's it's interesting because you know it's because the last two meetings again. I'm pretty sure that Tyler Wall wasn't there when Michigan State played him the last two years, 
And this year, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, Malik played 20 some minutes, right? 23 minutes, but he just didn't seem quite all there and able to sort of keep up. No, 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 no more to yeah. say. And then we come to the third key to the game, which maybe should have been the first key. I don't know the start. And this is, you know, the old saying, what is it? If you keep digging a hole, eventually you're going to end up in the hole and you're not going to be able to get out. And that's, I mean, that's what happened, right? They got down to three, but you just, you've, it, climbing the mountain every game is hard. And it's especially Michigan State struggling yeah. as much as they are. That's absolutely true. And you can, you can chalk it up to that. And I won't argue. Um, the hole they dug when you got to dig all the way back and you get it to three and then you run out of gas. But I will, I will tell you this. I'm taking issue with the coaching staff on that situation. And here's the reason. Um, they cut it to three, and not only did they cut it to three, I'd have to go back, check the transcript, which I'm not going to do, uh, to see how many possessions they had where they had the ball down like three. three or it was multiple. Three or four, yeah. yeah. Yeah, multiple, because for a while at least, they were getting stops. Mm-hmm. They Tyson, they had gotten to three because Tyson Walker got on fire and started giving them the kind of scoring that they had lacked the entire game. We talked about it. You know, he's the one big positive offensively that he's a guy who can just go out and get you points more or less on his own. They pulled him. And I understand you got to get guys rest. I get it. But this is a Big Ten game where you're trying to climb the mountain after you've dug yourself into the valley. (laughs) Um, And not only did they sit him too long, but then they try to get him back in. They have him at the scorer's table. And this is something that I think about a lot. I don't verbalize here very often, but I'm going to tonight. Because uh, it it really burned me watching this game. They let, again, I'd have checked the transcript to see exactly how much time, but I'm going to say close to two minutes of game yeah. time. Tyson Walker was at the scorer's table and couldn't get in because there wasn't a stoppage in play. You can't do that. Eventually, by the time he gets back on the floor, I believe it was a nine-point deficit yeah. because Wisconsin finally started scoring. Here's the thing. Tom Izzo's philosophy has always been that he wants to hoard his timeouts. He wants to have all his timeouts, as many as he can have, for end-of-game situations. In the- I understand that. It makes sense in a certain way. But here's the thing. In that game situation, at least to me, it was screamingly obvious that Tyson Walker was the only hope they had for getting consistent offense at that point in the game because AJ's little mini hot streak clearly had gone by the boards by that point. Yeah. And they're, you know, Malik's not Malik. Jay Nakins, I don't know where he is. Um, they didn't have anything else. Statistically, you are doing yourself far more damage, in my opinion by not utilizing a timeout to get your best score back in the game and get the benefit of him on the floor for whatever extra amount of time, let's say it was a minute and a half, two minutes, 
If it's two minutes, that's a minimum of two possessions. It's probably three or four. Right, yeah, yeah. Offensively. Um, versus hoarding a timeout for an end game situation that may or may not even be relevant. And in this case, it wasn't. Right. I'm not saying that's the biggest factor in this loss. It's not. There were all these other things. But that sealed it, in my opinion. They didn't recover from that. They needed Tyson Walker on the floor to compete to complete that comeback, get a lead, hopefully, mm-hmm. and then see if they could ride it out. But they never got that chance because he was on the bench. You can't, you cannot take the one guy who's got a chance to do some things offensively for you out of the game for that long a period of time and think you're going to ride it out. Not with what Michigan State has been offensively this year. Be a different story if Jaden Akins was the Jaden Akins we thought we'd see. If A.J. Hogard was the A.J. Hogard we thought we'd see. If Malik Hall was healthy. You know, if all those things were true, okay, fine. And that's normally what Michigan State has. Normally, Michigan State's got multiple. Not this year. Not so far. You got one guy. Yeah. Got to play him. Got to play him. Period. End of story. No excuse for it. That's That's a coaching decision that hurts you. My opinion. Yeah, well... You know, I, if this kind of leads to my you know question, and you had alluded to it earlier too, when it comes to running, I mean, this is a team that is the, living in the half court, and I, and it's yeah, it is not a strength. I, I don't and it's just, it, it just it. is like Walker, and there's you've got Sissoko setting. Screen. You don't have really many options. You've only got outside options, and honestly, the outside options are not good right now. No one's hitting shots that are open, even when they. I mean, I, it's right. so it. I I don't know. I mean, I I know it's hard to manufacture transition but it doesn't it's at least early the season we saw them put full court pressure or at least you know ball pressure at times yeah, and they just, the, the man i don't know the the man pressure and high ball high line ball pressure we're only seeing occasionally yeah. i don't get it I, I don't understand it i mean he's got the bodies right that a, was the whole point i don't have it well <laughs> supposedly that's what they claimed yeah that's what they claimed but yeah they, they can't this team is not built to be effective playing slow-paced basketball. That much I've seen enough of to, to believe. Yeah, well, if you got a if you got a post threat and you got guards that can hit open shots, okay. They don't have those things right now. They may never have them this year. So you better figure it out some other way. Yeah, I think at some point you have to envision it just a different way to to be successful. And I mean, I trust that they're going to look at this and I mean at some point you just got to accept that that you who you are and and that gets to the next point the key to the game is gangs that couldn't shoot straight and Wisconsin yeah if they figured it out they started shooting straight and they uh you know partly led by Stephen Cole I mean boy he was (laughs) they were 10 for 23 from three which is really good um and then Michigan State still not very good I mean I think what ending up 31 percent uh but abysmal in the first half one for seven uh you know Aikens 0 for two Hallman one for four Hall misses one shot I you know AJ hit a couple Tyson hit three but 
I don't know. I mean, this is... Well, look, <laughs> look. They were 5 for 12 in the second half. So in the second half, they did a good enough job to get back in the game. Sure. And it was actually better than 5 for 12. They missed a couple late when they were in garbage time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. For most of the second half, it was better than that. But, uh, you know, I said, if either of these teams figures it out, and as it, and and starts hitting shots, that could be a huge edge. Well, it was a huge edge. Yeah, Wisconsin. I mean, the big, the big one was not Kroll, because Kroll hits has been hitting shots. It's AJ Store who had not been going four for six. Right. That's what that's what killed him. Yeah, and I just the I I still can't understand Aikens. I'm not. I don't know if it's him trying to be who he's not, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, is he? I don't. No, I don't that would be that would be one that would be one thing. No, that would be one thing because then you could say, well, he's trying to do too much himself. That's not happening. He's doing nothing. He had two points tonight, twenty-one minutes. Yeah. Two. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This is a guy. I thought could be all Big Ten this yeah. year, and it, he is—he is so out of sync that you know you you really did you saw Trey Holloman playing instead of him in some, and I couldn't argue yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the fifth key to the game, AJ, and I think we kind of talked about that. Just enough AJ to think, well, it's there, <laughs> but not enough to actually be enough. You know the the stat line is it's not terrible. Yeah, he had fourteen points, seven assists, two turnovers, had a steal, four rebounds, five for ten from the floor, two for five from three. The stat line looks okay, but um, as I said, he did just enough to lose it, and it <laughs> he did that doesn't mean. He lost the game himself. But when they had Tyson sitting out, A.J. was on the floor. That would be the guy that you would think you would play through. And what that should mean is A.J.'s trying to play downhill. Yeah. And he wasn't. Instead, he was settling for jumpers. And that's when it, and it was the same thing we saw against Arizona. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the story is two free throws, right? And you look at the team had seven free throws in the game. Yep. Against a team, well, Wisconsin, 14 for 14, which is impressive. But the the thing we talked about before pregame is this is a team, Wisconsin, that actually fouls quite a bit, more than usual. And they this is more than the more than and usual. So this is but yeah, MSU, MSU did not apply sufficient pressure on the on the rim to get to earn more free throws than that. Bottom line. Yeah, it's uh, it this is the really a, a tough game to to talk about because it 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 there's so many problems with that it's it's almost like overwhelming as far as you know what issues. Yeah, there's not a lot of reason for hope. Right, I mean, it's you can look and say, well, they only turned the ball over eight times, but you miss so many shots. I mean, there's so many like air balls and bad shots, even from like mid range, ten feet out and stuff. I it was it was surprising, but maybe maybe when Kohler comes back, that will help a little bit. Maybe. They just need it. I don't know. I, I keep thinking maybe they just need a stinker to kind of get fixed, figured out, but I, I don't know. 
I don't think Jackson Kohler solves. Yeah, this. no, I I tend to think so. I'm I think hoping. that's <laughs> not re- that's not real. There, the bottom line <laughs> is the same as it was coming into the season. They are going to go as far as their guards can take them, and right now, they've got one guy who's playing at a high level. Yeah, Hogard seems like he's kind of figuring it out, but not fully. And then the third guy is MIA. Until that changes, none of this is going to matter. Yeah. Well, I think you're probably right. Well, hopefully they can start figuring that out, figuring things out, and. Uh get things turned around. And I think, I, I don't know, I guess we'll just kind of leave it there. We're going to come back with the, uh, with the Nebraska preview and hopefully when Michigan State heads to Lincoln, they can figure some stuff out because I mean, at this watching this game, I sit there thinking, I don't know who they can beat. I mean, <laughs> there, there are these times when during the season, sometimes when Michigan State just looks broken and this looks like a time when they're broken mm-hmm. and you know, then suddenly maybe they figure it figured out and you're like, oh, okay, I guess they're, then they look pretty good. That's my hope that we sort of get, Get past this broken, non-fluid, you know, herky-jerky sort of half-court inability to do anything, and then they just sort of get things going. But, you know, until we see it, I guess we haven't seen it. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll leave it there. I again remind you to check out our really awesome sponsors, the Brothers Adjust Your Gutters, brothersgutters.com. Also, Nudge Printing at nudgeprinting.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, we really appreciate it. You can head out uh, on over to our website, thefinalforceontheschedule.com, or... F- if you're lazy, tffinots.com slash support. You can find ways to support the show that way, and we really appreciate that, again, to keep help keep the lights on. And also, the thanks, Rahad, just to the fact that you're just soldiering through with this cold, and it's always that annoying part where your voice kind of gives out and stuff, so I appreciate you trying to hang in there, and especially after a really rough game like this. So until next time, the final four is on the schedule. Go Green.